everyone. Welcome to another episode of My Loops Are Up Here. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Kelly Clements. She coaches entrepreneurs and more specifically, helps women business owners navigate both their work life and their home life. Kelly was introduced to me as my husband and I were going through some hard times in our first year of marriage. And not only were we learning to navigate married life, but we were also both opening up our own businesses. So it was a very stressful time. And Kelly worked with us week after week and really got us to the place that we are today. So we really thank her for everything that she's done. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I love working with women who are in what's typically been considered male-dominated industries. I think we carry um, a lot of special talents and a lot of um, emotional intelligence that we bring to our fields. And we also have our own set of challenges. And I know you know, you know that well. Um, I've been coaching entrepreneurs for 15 years, but it's really been in the last five that I've had a focus on the intersection of home and business, especially as women entrepreneurs, you know, our, our role in business has expanded while our role at the house um, or in our personal lives have not. And so um, you know, we carry an invisible workload and we, we, we have a lot more in our bandwidth than I think our, our male counterparts um, maybe are up against. And so I have a lot of attention on making sure that especially women in business have time to grow their businesses, focus on their professional pursuits, but also have really fulfilling home relationships. And, you know, as driven, powerful woman being in a relationship with us is, is a unique dynamic. And so um, I love working with women to help support them so that their, their personal relationships are just as fulfilling as their business pursuits. What do you feel is the most common struggle amongst um, the women that you've been working with? Like what is the number one reason that they've started or they've approached you in what you do and how to help them manage that home life and work life and be success, potentially successful in both? Yeah, I think if I were to boil it down, we have a lot of capabilities and because we're capable of doing a lot, we end up doing a lot. And um, I think some somewhere along the way, we train our partners that we can just do it ourselves. Um, you know, we, we don't need help or support and we end up with everything on our plate, which leads to burnout. So whether that shows up as adrenal fatigue or marital disconnect or infidelity or addictions, like it can show up in a lot of ways, um, all, all encompassed in the, in the role of burnout. And so I think by the time women get to me, they've reached their breaking point. You know, they're completely disconnected from their, from their spouse or partner. Um, they've lost faith in the ability to have a true partnership. They're completely burnt out at work. Um, and they just can't even anymore. And so, but by the time they get to me, normally it's a case of severe burnout because they've been trying to do it all because they're capable of doing it all. And my message is, you know, just because we can do it all doesn't mean we, ha we, we should be doing it all because I mean, you, you know what that's like, we get to the place where we're completely burnt out on it. Yeah, I think so. The reason, uh, listeners, is that I got connected with Kelly was um, both my husband and I started our own businesses within the first year of our marriage. And year one of marriage is difficult enough as is. And then we threw two major curveballs into our relationship and just kind of created this perfect, imperfect storm, if you will. And, you know, we lost the ability to be kind to each other and honestly kind to ourselves 
And uh, I was lucky enough to get connected with Kelly. And for me, I think I liked the fact that we started in a coaching more coaching environment versus a therapy environment. Um, Kelly, tell me a little bit about why you feel sometimes coaching seems to be more successful for couples over therapy and not that there's one right way or the other, but why has coaching worked for you um, and how you've handled uh, or, you know, how you've helped couples along the way? Yeah, that's a really great question. And it's a really important distinction. And I think, especially for entrepreneurs, coaching seems to be um, as powerful as therapy because coaching is very future focused. So for me, when I, when couples come to me, I don't care what they've been through. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm not, I, I, the, the backstory is important only as it informs some maybe bad habits that we've gotten into that we should be breaking. But, um, coaching, because coaching is so future focused, we don't spend a lot of time on unpacking the past. It certainly becomes a part of it, but it's, it's not the primary goal of, of our time together where therapy is really useful to undo old programming or heal wounds of the past. Coaching is really good for building a, a bigger, better future together. A lot of my couples have also gone through therapy, but the missing piece is okay, so now what, you know, it's great to be asked the questions. It's great to be in an exploratory environment together where we can unpack these things together. But now tell me what to do. Like I want tools. I want strategies. I want exercises. I want content to figure out how we're going to come together and set that, you know, that, that bigger, better future together as a couple and how we get there. Because so far, you know, it's just kind of been two ships passing the night or one's growing rapidly and the other isn't. And that disconnect is only widening. So how do we, how do we shorten that gap between the, you know, the couples and that, that growth curve? So I think entrepreneurs tend to generate more towards coaching because it's future focused, because it's possibility focused. We don't spend a lot of time on the, he said, she said routine of the past. Yeah. I think for me, it resonated because I mean, as a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, we like a sense of control <laughs> and because you gave us homework, because you gave us kind of tasks to take on, it felt that we were able to control uh, how we moved our relationship forward. And I feel like a lot of that's even translated into how I approach my relationships in my business. Great. You know, being an all woman practice, dental practice, which I would say a lot of the dental women that are listening as owners are most of their staff or most of their team are women. And it, I was able to take a lot of those techniques about how to approach my husband, Dallas, and translate it over uh, into my practice. What would you say are some of the biggest, um, I guess, tips that you would give or one of the most common tips that you give so that you can understand the other human better. Cause I think that was one of the first things that we really tackled was how to understand my spouse. And yeah. That's what translated really well into how to understand my team. Yeah. And so one of the things I talk about is the power of praise. And when, when we talk about, when I talk about the power of praise, it's really focusing on affirmation because what we appreciate appreciates. And especially for women in relationships with men, I it's dr driven women in relationships with men. I think what we're really good at is we get good at calling the shots. We get good at, at making decisions and, and kind of carving that path. And as a result, if our men aren't, 
I don't want to say strong enough because I don't, if our men don't feel like they have space in the relationship to co-create with us, they'll resign. And so, you know, I, I don't think that's a function of them being weak. I think it's just a function of us leaving space for co-creation with our partners. Um, even if we don't agree or understand their, their perspectives right away, I think it's important to leave space for them because what I see with the men who are in relationship with strong women is they will completely shut down, you know, and it's like they're resigned, they show up as timid and it, it, it's almost like our prize for being able to call the shots and, and, you know, control the relationship. Our prize is an obedient, resigned man, which doesn't appeal to us. <laughs> like Now we're like, come on, where'd you go? Right. And then, so as a, do you feel that that translates well as like an owner to the team or the staff or because or do you think there's a different dynamic when it's a woman to woman dynamic versus male to female? And I guess, how do you, as you know, I think all of us struggle in terms of how to make sure that we're still kind to our staff, but at the same time holding that power, which is a little different than the dynamic sure. that we're supposed to have at home. And it's like, how do you one make the proper distinction so that you can leave that at the door and you can transform yourself, you know, into the proper partner in both ways, but then I guess, how do you, I think my biggest struggle is like when I'm at home, some of that, some of those habits bleed in and, sure. vice, and vice versa, you know, and it's, how do I respect both spaces? And like I said, is the dynamic different when woman to woman or female boss to female? Yeah. Leader? Yeah. Women, anytime you have a group of women together, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it's a definite change in dynamic and it's either super, super powerful or it can be super, super toxic and, you know, striking the balance where it's, it's empowered leadership versus control. Because I think, you know, when women, when, when two alpha females are together, it can be a recipe for disaster. You know, it's, it's unnecessary power struggles, it's ego, it's opinions. Um, but as a, as a, as a female entrepreneur with female employees or, or, or in, in female teams, um, I think it's important to leave space, you know, it, because women do require a different degree of nurturing when they're in a um, subordinate position so that they can expand. Like you, I know that you want the best version of your team members. And what I've seen you do really, really well is getting really poised. You serve them well, you honor them well, you know, you're always investing in them and leaving space for them to show up. Um, so I've seen you do that really well in a way that doesn't feel like it's control freak or like um, control freaks or dictatorial. And the thing for all entrepreneurs, and this is not just female entrepreneurs, it's all entrepreneurs. The things that make us really successful in business can be a challenge at home, right? If we're driven at, at work, we're bulldozers at home. If we're innovative at work, we're, you know, a little manic at home. So it's, it's two sides of the same coin. And I always say that our greatest strength is our greatest weakness. So those strengths that do make us successful in business can be hard on um, a family relationship if we're not managing them more appropriately and see, really leaving space for our partner to show up as an equal. Um, the story I always tell is in my first marriage, so I'm, the reason I started doing this is because I'm divorced. I spend half my nights, my weekends, my holidays without my kids. And so I have a really personal connection to the work that I do. And when I look back at where, where I went off the rails in my marriage is I was, I got really critical. I was spending time with a lot of successful men at work because I, I coached entrepreneurs. And so I was with a lot of the game changers and the CEOs and, you know, they set the bar to me for what a man should look like. 
Now, what I didn't see was how they were showing up at home. You know, I only saw them in their element where they looked really inspiring and, and captivating. And I would come home and what started as engaging dinner conversation with my husband started turning into comparison, starting to, started turning into criticism. And pretty soon he started to believe me, you know, like nothing he did was good enough. Like I had to redo anytime he did something, I had to redo it because it wasn't the right way. And, you know, I got hung up on the way a lot. And, um, you know, he resigned and I, I was left with the shell of a man and it's looking back, I can see my role in that. And certainly wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it's not entirely my fault, but what I wish would have happened is that I wish he would have stood up to me more. I wish he would have taken the reins more. I wish he would have displayed more leadership. What I know for sure is I didn't leave room for it. Um, and then fast forward through my divorce and, he asked me if he could keep the kids for, or he asked me if I could keep the kids for an extra weekend. And I was like, yeah, of course. And he was like, thanks. I won president circle for my company. I'll be in Hawaii for 10 days with my new girlfriend. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I couldn't get you out of bed before noon. Like, how did you go from that to this? And, you know, she knew relationships. She was more affirming. She thought he put the stars in the sky. And so he did. So when I talk about praise, I talk about speaking into what's working. And this is for your team members and for your partners to expect them to show up as equals, you know, even your team members to expect them to have a higher degree of ownership to get things done so that you don't have to worry about it because your, your talent's better skilled, is better served at other areas of the practice than what you've hired them to work on. Yeah, I think that was, uh, you know, the biggest takeaway for when Dallas and I kind of went through everything is realizing also that he is an entrepreneur and, you know, he also likes to lead. And I think we still, I mean, you know, it's a work in progress and I think everybody should be kinder to themselves. Cause I think that's what ultimately I've learned. And I think him and I have learned is when, when we have a rough week or a rough few days, we try to now look back, reflect on it and say, okay, well, what could we have done better differently? And I mean, a lot of them are for the techniques that you've taught us. And I think it's the biggest struggle, like even when just talking to some of my, my friends, like how do I, like just talk about like, you know, how do I continue to command my team, but have them lead as well? Because we want them all, the goal is, and not everybody is a self-starter, you know, and like you are as an entrepreneur and you have to realize that there are different personality strengths in everybody, including your spouse, that you've already set these expectations for. And I think was it was figuring that out, and it, that was a lot of what we discussed. It's like, what are our expectations? So why are they our expectations in the relationship? And how do we pull back sometimes and reflect in you know reflect on what's going on so that we can be more productive and positive, so that these scenarios don't continue to spiral out of control. Yeah. And you know, you, you, you open that up with being more, with being kinder to ourselves. And that's one thing that I saw you do really, really well is really own your role in not taking care of yourself, you know, putting yourself behind the team, behind your patients, behind Dallas. And it's like, when we, cause we get really good at that because we're driven, because we have big goals and, you know, our work ethic says, go, go, go persevere, grind, you know, that's, that's the part that's celebrated. And so we do it. And then we give a little bit left to our husbands or our kids or our pets or whatever. And soon it's like, you know, we've betrayed ourselves along the way. And when we do that, we expect our spouses to overcompensate for the gap that we've created for ourselves. So you, you and you know, I've seen you do that really well, take really good ownership over, you know what, I haven't been good to myself. I do need to take better care of myself because in doing so, A, 
my capacity to love is greater. My capacity to receive and feel love is greater. There's more of me to be attracted to because I'm not like completely depleted and <laughs> overspent. Like, you know, we're, we're lit up more. And when, when women are in that lit up space, they do become irresistible. That's where we, we become the things that everybody else can orbit around without us giving it to them. Um, and so really being kinder to ourselves first and foremost, before we get to the business, before we get to the marriage, because only in that spot do we liberate others. Do you have um, some tips for our audience, you know, on what are some really great ways just, just to start working on being able to do that so that they can feel more fulfilled in what they've already accomplished and, you know, how to continue to remain, remain positive, you know, and all the things that we've already done, the successes we've had, but then also continue to, to you know, be successful at home and be successful at balancing. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. And I'll go through some, but it's, it's really important to understand that there's stages. So if you're feeling a little burnt out, little easy things, and I, I'm t starting to talk about it now as like the 1%, like one degree more that you can do for yourself creates so much buoyancy. So if you're feeling a little burnt out and like starting to feel like things that are normally tasks are becoming a little bit more problematic or they're taking longer. That's, that's a good sign that you're um, getting into depletion. So in that stage, it's, it's little things. It's having a really good, empowering, easy morning routine, whether that looks like a really great playlist in the shower or your favorite scented candles or extra time to sit down and have a really great cup of tea or coffee. Um, you know, little things that just add to your day throughout the day will start to create momentum for more buoyancy if you're feeling more depleted, like tasks are not only problems, but they're a crisis. Like this should be taking you 10 minutes and it's two hours and you're banging your head against the wall or your fuse is really short. You're super reactionary. Um, you know, you're completely depleted. It's going to take longer to recover from that. And I, so I went through this in January. I was having a really hard month and then my dad had surgery and then my mom went to Japan. While my mom was in flight to Japan, he got really sick and needed to get readmitted to the hospital. I didn't know what medications he needed. Like I, it was, it was just a stressful time. In the meantime, two of my kids got sick, and I was like, completely done. It's, and I, I knew I was done because I got home and I, I, my shoes were on the floor, and I was like, I wanted to cry that I had to move my sh my shoes. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like we, you know. <laughs> the cupboards are bare. Like I, it was bone dry. And so I, like I, I got on a plane and I went to Puerto Rico and I sat on the, I've had my journal and my books and all these things that I was going to do on, on my beach vacation. And I went and sat on a beach chair for three days and stared at the horizon. And I mean, like <laughs> stared at the horizon. And finally on day three, I started to feel um, desire coming back, you know, some inspiration coming back. And sometimes if, if you're that depleted, it might take that drastic of a measure um, obviously right now with COVID, no, no one's going anywhere, but it, it might take sitting in your closet and staring at a blank wall and just letting the sensories you know, get depleted so that you can come back online and start to feel desire again, inspiration. That's where we can lead. We can't do it from depletion and, and overwhelm. I feel like that's was, I mean, everything over this last year and a half was finding that balance between making sure that I recharged. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important. You know, we want to be the best that we can be at our job, but we can't do it if we, our brains can't take a break. And I mean, the first year of our, my practice, I didn't take a vacation. And I realized I was like, that's has only added 
to my stress. Yeah. Yeah. I started coaching with a coaching company called Strategic Coach. And back when I started coaching for them, it was 15 years ago, their tagline was um, work less, make more. And the first thing that we taught was free time is a prerequisite to success. It's not a reward. And so often we wait, you know, we wait till we, we you know, hit the, the income number. We wait till we hit the team. You know, we wait till we hit these metrics to reward ourselves. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to wait to charge my phone until it's already dead. Like it takes longer to recharge it then as opposed to just keeping it charged all the time. And the same is true for our bodies. That's a, that's a great analogy. I really mm-hmm. like that analogy. Cause I feel like that's just something easy to really relate to, you know? Yep. Thank you so much, Kelly. I really appreciate your time. Of course. And this has been amazing. I think everything um, that we've talked about would really res- really resonated with me. I mean, I've personally gone through it and I've really appreciated your time during that stressful part of my life. And um, if, you know, Kelly, I don't know if you want to give your information out for anybody that is looking to have a coach, whether it's just for your business or for yourself um, and your personal goals or in your relationship. Sure. Yeah. My website is kellyclemens.com. That's K-E-L-L-Y-C-L-E-M-E-N-T-S.com. Um, my company is called The Entrepreneur, spelled with the word renew at the end. And so um, if this is resonating with you, I'd love to talk. I'd love to support your people. And Priyanka, like I said, I'm just a raving fan of everything that you're doing in your practice and your life, your marriage. It's It's been really inspiring to watch. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.